0: One of the things that frustrates, I think, you and I know me is that when we experience in people and things a lack of transparency or integrity or, or understanding, that, that there's like this disconnect from what we see and what we experience or what someone says they want to be and what they actually embody. Jesus embodies an integrity of spirit. He is always who he says he is. Um, And our expression of appreciation for a piece of music, though most of the time we remain fairly stoic in our appreciation, expresses that which is really inside of us. What we're always seeking to do, I think, as Christian people, is to make our outside actions match the inside belief that we have. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we're striving for. That's what we come to church to work on each week, I think. And I think that's what's so troubling about this passage, is that the one who says he wants something, then does the opposite. And hopefully by looking at that and by looking at the characters in this passage, we will find a measure of hope in realizing that we can be on the outside who it is we're called to be on the inside. And we mustn't hide behind the rules that keep us from being who it is God wants us to be. We're going to read a short, simple passage scripture passage from the gospel of Luke. It's from chapter 13. It's verses 10 through 17 and it's Jesus healing a crippled woman on the Sabbath. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which, you, on which, work, on, on which, which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him, You hypocrites, does not each one of you
1: on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the
0: manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on a Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing, And all the wonderful things Jesus was doing. This is the Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's quite a passage, don't you think? I don't really think I'd have to explain it to you, though, since I'm a preacher and this is a sermon, I probably will. But there's not a lot of explanation necessary. Jesus is teaching in the synagogue. A woman who needs healing shows up. He heals her. The leader of the synagogue gets mad for, because Jesus healed on the Sabbath. I still can't get that out. Jesus responds. He rebukes the leader. Everyone then swings in the direction of Jesus and rejoices because this woman is healed. That's it, that's the story. It's not a parable, we don't think. This is what happened. Jesus isn't telling a hidden story to reveal a bigger story. The story is that the religious leader gets mad that Jesus healed on the Sabbath. It's direct, it's to the point. And it reminds us that some people are so worried about following the rules that they miss the chance to celebrate God's work in their midst. Which leads to the question, is this passage for us? Are we, am I, are you at times so worried about following the rules that we miss a chance to see God at work? We sit with that for a second. We answer, we hope not. But we realize that the answer could very well be yes. It could be yes, because think about the limited space Luke had to work with as he was writing the gospel. He knew his gospel would be read out loud to people, and they would only be attentive for a certain amount of time. I'm sure papyrus was more expensive than paper is these days. Writing was not something everybody did. And in the limited space Luke had, he thought to include this story. This story of a religious leader who's rebuked for following the rules instead of seeing God do good work. Which means... This is something we have to pay attention to. Not because you and I want to beat ourselves up over Scripture. We don't. But, but, but because we realize that, that maybe if this was a problem, then it could still be a problem for us now. And so, we listen. We listen to a simple passage with problems that come about in a matter of uh, in several different ways, the first one, of course, is that Jesus is stretching the rules of the Sabbath, the very rules that were put in place to help people gather and show up and realize, okay, this—if I do these things, I have the best chance possible to experience God. That's what those Old Testament Sabbath rules were supposed to be. Jesus breaks, because when the Spirit of God is moving, you can't stop it. And the woman needed healing, and God's Spirit moved, and she was healed. Which points then to the disconnect that exists in the religious leader, the lack of integrity that exists in the religious leader, the hypocrisy that is there as one who convenes a gathering of disciples who says, We're here to experience the work and presence and love of God. Yet when that presence comes and work is done and love is given, he misses it. We're frustrated with this religious leader. Because there's a disconnect between what a religious leader is supposed to be doing and what this one is doing. The religious leader is supposed to be pointing people to see and experience the power of God. Yet when God's work does come and when the Spirit moves, he gets mad. And anytime we see someone in a situation where what they say they want and what they actually then do are different, it frustrates all of us. Because that kind of disconnect doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for you and for me. And we fool ourselves if we're trying to do something else. And so when Jesus comes and He heals in the name of the Lord... You celebrate it. You don't rebuke it because, you know, that's outside of the rules. That's not what it is that we want. What we do want is an integrity of spirit. What we do want is for ourselves and and those around us to be on the outside who it is they are on the inside and not to display actions and beings on the outside outside that betray who it is they are on the inside. The antidote to this, the antidote to the religious leader then becomes Jesus himself, the one who is the incarnation, the one who is God in man, the one who is God present with us. In, first, or in Colossians chapter 1, not First Corinthians, in Colossians 1, we read, he is, the Im- he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In Him, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things invisible and visible, uh, whether thrones or dominions, rules or powers, all things have been created through Him and for Him. He is the image of the invisible God. Jesus is the incarnation of God. Jesus, in the way that He lives and moves and has His being, is a perfect human expression and reflection of what God is, how God loves, and what God aims to accomplish in the world. So, when the synagogue leader has a problem with Jesus healing on the Sabbath, he has a problem with God and the movement of God and the Spirit of God. And Jesus, who is the perfect picture of integrity, reflects on the outside a desire to heal and a willingness to heal at any time, at all costs. Because what the love of God seeks to do is to heal, to bring hope, to make whole, to make us well, and to help us feel loved. And yes, I guess what's hard about that for those of us who need a little bit of structure, yes, that's hard, because when the Spirit of God moves, it moves, and you've got to go with it. It means things will, might happen out of order. It means things might go against a practice. It means things won't always be exactly the way we want them to be, but we, in the way we want things, are not quite yet where God needs us to be. And Jesus, the perfectly aligned incarnation of God, cannot help but do the work He's called to do. Even if it upsets our expectations and our plans and our desires for structure and rules. Jesus is the perfect representation of God's work. And when God's love and presence and work are among us, and when we focus on that part of our faith, we can let the rigid rules fade away. Because in the perfect integrity of God's presence, those rules that help us experience God are unnecessary. Because Jesus is there. In the healing, it's there. Keep your eyes on that. Because in that, there is hope. There's also hope, and and maybe the path forward for us as people who can't just say, okay, well, I just want to be in God's will. Maybe the path forward for us is to look at the characters in this passage and figure out how they experienced this healing so that we too might see the ways we are sometimes tripped up and trapped by the rules spent a lot of time this week thinking about this passage and kept overlooking this woman the woman who is healed the woman who for 18 years for an entire adulthood or a journey to adulthood her 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 ailment is 18 years old makes her way to the synagogue on a sabbath and is healed I know we all wish we could be magically healed in ways that mirror this, and and oftentimes we're not, but when you have an ailment, you are ready for it to be healed. And it doesn't matter what rule needs to be broken sometimes, you want it fixed. I'm a wimp, but when I get the stomach bug, I'll do anything to get rid of it. Won't you? This woman is healed, completely out of turn, but nobody cares that she's healed out of turn because she is healed. And when we experience relief, even if sometimes it comes out of turn, it's worth rejoicing. That doesn't mean lie, cheat, steal, whatever, but it does mean that sometimes... The healing comes in ways we wouldn't expect. And it's still worth celebrating. I think we need to look at the religious leader and see that even if he is not repentant, there is reason for hope in him. If he were not the center of the story, we wouldn't have to pay as close attention to him, but he is, so less. In him, we realize That there are times when we hide behind the rules so we don't have to deal with other things. This isn't about the work of God, but anytime someone says, Oh, well, you know, it's a liability issue. Most of the time I think, I just don't want to deal with it, and so I'm going to say it's a liability issue. But when it comes to the movement of God, are we guilty of at times of saying, maybe I don't have any cash or maybe i don't have time to volunteer or i don't want to get mixed into that and in those ways are we that far from being the leader of the synagogue who doesn't want to deal with a woman being healed on the sabbath i mean what what could i mean now all the beggars and all the people needing healing are going to show up when jesus is here and i don't know what to do with them says the leader of the sabbath or the leader of the synagogue We don't need to beat ourselves up over it, but we need to acknowledge that at times, this is us. Oh, but there's also good news, because at times, you know what, at times, we get to play the part of Jesus also. We're not who we want to be yet. We're not where we need to be yet. We are not who God has created us fully to be yet. But... But there are times when we are instruments of God's grace and love and peace. There are times when we're the ones who are able to bring healing. And sometimes we have to step outside the rules and structures and the tradition in order to make that happen. But I promise you, if the Spirit of God is leading you to heal instead of follow a rule, it's probably a good thing. And you should follow that Spirit. And the good news is, if we fully seek the will of God, if we attend to the Spirit of God, if we're listening to how God is is with us and among us, I think Jesus goes right there with us, each step of the way, and gives us the courage, even if we need to step over a line, go against a rule, or face something difficult, Because even if we have to do those things, if we're going with God, we know we're going with the Lord. And that's what we want the Lord to be with us. I'm probably never going to not think about this passage and not think about integrity. Not think about matching the inside with the outside. I'm going to have to take the warning of a leader of a synagogue. And remember, there's times when the Spirit of God is going to break the rules. And there's times when it's going to have to be okay that God does. Because what I want to be, and what I want for us, and what I think you want for you, is to be people who embody God's grace and love and hope. And when we're able to do that, the the rigid rules that hem us in they can fall away because we're giving hope. When someone needs healing and we have the way to heal them, we don't worry as much about the rules as we do the healing. When someone needs love and grace, we love with grace. And the rules don't seem as important. And when we sense that God is leading us, In an important way, it becomes a way which we bring love and joy and hope. Oh, and somewhere in one of those Corinthians, against those things, there is no law. And so we look at ourselves, we look at our lives, we look at what lies ahead, and and I pray that we look and see that it's not just the rules we need to follow, but the Lord we look and see that when we follow that perfect expression of God, an expression that's rooted in love, then we witness to the hope and love of healing, which is what we want the most. It's what we want to experience the most. It's what we want to give the most. And it's what we want to be around the most. And so I pray for us today that we might be people who are filled with the Lord and who exude the fullness of the Lord so that no matter what the rules say, we can be about healing and love. Will you pray with me? Holy God, we give you thanks for this day. We give you thanks for this church and we give you thanks for this word, a word that whether it is easy to hear or hard is your word. And so we pray that you would help us to embody it. Help us to embody your love and grace. Help us not just to be rule breakers, but, but Lord, to have the confidence that if you're leading us, that's the rule we need to follow. That if you're leading us in love with hope and strength, that we can bring about healing for ourselves and for others. And that is what we most want. And so Lord, help us to experience healing. Help us to embody healing and help us not to be those who hide behind the rules like the religious leader so that our being, being your children, can match our doing, embodying your love today, in this day, and forevermore. Lord, that is our prayer. Thank you for hearing our prayer and thank you for helping us to live it out today. It's in your name we pray. Amen.